Mike, Mike, Miggity, Mike, Mike, check. Yezo, what's happening in? Welcome in, y'all, to another episode of Mornings with Omar. And it's me, your host, of course, Omar. And I thank y'all for tuning in. We back again. I know it's been a while, but we here. I hope everybody's doing good, feeling good, looking good, and enjoying this fine Friday as you know it, you know? So, yeah, man, listen, it's been a while. We got a lot of topics to talk about, a lot of things to get into. Hopefully, we can touch everything, and hopefully, I don't forget anything, but yeah, we here, bro. Like, it's 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 been a long couple of weeks. Y'all know how I be doing, man. I don't like to come in here when I ain't in the best state of mind, so, you know, I'm here again, and plus, I was on vacation again, so, you know, I, I ain't really have the opportunity to uh you know do the pod where I was but you know we here now I, w- I was thinking too while I was away and I was like damn I know my people just probably like this guy yo he's like the worst podcaster ever but you know the way I think about it the way I see it is like I'm probably the Lauren Hill of podcasts man you know what I mean that's probably what I am and if y'all know anything about Lauren Hill then you know what it's like at her shows and if you ever went to go see her i had the opportunity to go see her live in south carolina uh for like new year's 2016 or something like that pretty cool but i mean if you know anything about lauren hill shows she wasn't on time she was late to it but it's all artistic and it's all creative process you know that's why she says she's late to things and she misses shows and things like that because it's all you know it's, it's art so when she ain't for it or was she just not in that right space then she's either late or she doesn't show up so you know i feel like that's probably the same with me i'm gonna just go ahead and don myself the lauren hill of a podcast because you know what i mean i'll be doing the same thing but like i said i'm trying to do better i'm trying to be better every day and you know we on time this time so you know it's a good thing to to acknowledge and stuff like that so like I said, man, welcome in. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, wherever you're tuning in at in the world, thank you for checking me out. Um, if this is your first time listening, then, you know, welcome in. And, you know, just hope you enjoy it and you stick around. If you're coming back for second, third, fourth, 12th, 13th time, then, hey, shout out to you, man. You're the real MVP for being consistent listener through it all, you know. But yeah, man, it's a lot, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I guess I should start with, with the main, main thing that's going on. Derek Chauvin, Chauvin, you know, he's been found guilty on three charges, and yeah, man. I mean, we talked about this before, and I told y'all that there was no way that I ain't think he was gonna be found guilty. Like, the prosecutor just laid out the best case ever it didn't have to take this long but it did for whatever reason and he got found guilty as he should because he's a murderer and you know murderers should be found guilty um it's not all the time that we get these these uh outcomes however we're gonna embrace this one we ain't gonna celebrate just yet but we will embrace it uh because it is a step in the right direction at least for this situation and you know hopefully he spends uh, the rest of his natural life in prison where he belongs. So, you know, I was seeing, I was listening and 
I've read that uh, some of those maximums for those sentences is like 45 years for, I think, the, the second degree manslaughter maybe. Then there's 25 years on the, the other charge, and then I think it's like another 25 on the other charge. So, I mean, you combine all that. He should spend the rest of his life in jail. However, you got to remember that there's also minimum sentences to these things. And it's possible that he makes some type of deal between now and eight weeks from now when they do sentencing that he gets some type of leeway or he gets some special deal where you never know any situation. So you got to be cognizant of these things. You got to keep paying attention and we got to keep lobbying for you know, this guy to get the maximum sentence because he put in maximum effort to kill the young man, George Floyd. So, you know, he should he should get the max sentence. So hopefully that happens. Then maybe, you know, we can be in a celebratory mood till then. We're just going to embrace this moment. Um, And, you know, hopefully, like I said, man, hopefully justice prevails in this situation because there's a long history of justice not prevailing. And, you know, shortly after that George Floyd verdict, there was news that uh, I believe it was, um, I think it was the young 16-year-old girl that was killed by police, uh, Makia Bryan, I think her name was, shortly after the verdict. Um, now, I didn't watch the the body cam footage because... Listen, if y'all know that, listen, it was, it was a lot of stuff going on. We had the George Floyd incident. We had the trial. Um, then we had the Dante Wright. Dante Wright was killed by police as well. And shortly after that, the Makia Bryant, she was killed. And I think someone else was killed by police too. I, though I can't remember their name. I'm going to try to find it and locate it before the show's over. However... It's been like back to back to back to back police shooting unarmed black people. And for the record, to keep the fact, facts in mind, Makia Bryant, she did have a a knife. And from what I heard is that she was um, being an aggressor in the situation and lunging at another female individual um, with said knife. So the police that was there, the officer, uh, he decided to use deadly force, which is also excessive force, to, uh, you know, to, I guess, alleviate the situation. Now I won't say alleviate, but, you know, I guess he decided to use deadly force. And so this this caused a little uproar because... You know, at first it was, okay, this cop killed another unarmed black female. And then the story was, okay, she had a knife in her hand. So, and then, you know, people like, let's just say, I know it was a big story that LeBron James, basketball player, he had tweeted, like, you're next to the police officer with his picture and his name after the, like, the incident happened without the facts. And then when, I guess, the facts were revealed, the body cam footage was made public and people seen that she had, I guess, was charging at another young lady with a knife. Then he deleted the tweet and he said, you know, he's sorry and 
can't get emotional in these situations. And I guess what's going on is that everyone is kind of saying like, okay, the cop was, he was in the right for using, you know, deadly force in that situation. And that's not true. You know, that's just totally false. That's totally like, I don't, I don't care. Shooting someone with a gun is, should not be the first option. It should not be the main option that you go to. You have a taser on your hip. So what we learned in the Dante Wright situation was that cop, that police officer who was a female, she said that she thought she had her taser, not her weapon on her. Um, so she, she accidentally killed him. That's basically what she said. And in this situation, instead of using the taser, this cop decides to use a gun when a taser would have been just as effective because it would have uh, hindered her from moving any further. She would have probably just stopped right there in her tracks and just fell out, you know, by getting tased. Personally, I've never been tased, but I've seen people get tased. And it's not the, uh, you can't just keep moving and, and maneuvering how you were doing. So I feel like in that situation, a taser would have been very appropriate for Miss Michaela, not Michaela, Micaiah, or I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but, you know, the respect is, is definitely there. Um, Micaiah Bryant, and unfortunately, you know, she's no longer here with us, and she's just 16, man. I remember when I was 16, and I was out here, you know, just living a 16-year-old life, and, you know, we had altercations when I was kids, and, you know, we had fist fights and things like that. And, I mean, I can't, like, off the top of my head think of a situation where, you know, weapons was involved. But either way, like, if we just having an altercation, man, I would hate for the police to come and shoot one of us, you know. Because, I mean, you don't know what she would have been able to do with the knife. However, like I said, excessive force, deadly force, I don't think was necessary. Now... Maybe it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. Maybe he didn't have time to react and, and whatever the case may be. Like I said, I didn't watch the video because my brain and my mental had enough of, of seeing police kill black people. Like, I can't watch it anymore. There was the there was the one incident. I, th I don't think it was Dante, right? I think this is the incident I'm thinking of where it, it could be the Dante, right, one. It's so many happening that. I can't, it's unfortunate that I can't keep up, man. Um, but when a young man was running, but see, I think this was a, a male that shot. Yeah, it was a male. I got to figure out this name. So it was, a, it was a young male running, and he was unarmed, and then the police was yelling to him to stop. So he stopped, and the minute he stopped, the police shot him. And then the police went up to him, and I think this might have been in... Uh, I don't, I don't remember where, but yeah. And then he went up to him, are you asking him, are you all right, buddy? And stuff like that. But it's like, yo, you just shot a young man. And I, I, it's been a lot, man. It's been a lot of police killing black people, brown people over the last couple of weeks. And it just, it's been weighing on me a lot, you know? And, you know, you really got to protect your energy. You got to protect your, your mental. You got to protect, protect your peace when things like this is happening because they'll make you normalize these things like oh it's just another cop killing a black man or a black female and 
you know, people will be outraged and people will protest and people will march and all that shit. But honestly, listen, I'm going to be the one to tell you that shit don't matter. It, it doesn't change anything. These protests, these marches, people, listen, black people, brown people been marching since 1960 motherfucking since the 1960s. And you see where, I mean, if you don't know, like I said, people been marching since the 60s. That was, what, 60 years ago. You know what I mean? And what did we get? A holiday for Martin Luther King from that? And, I mean, I know we got the Civil Rights Act. However, you know, the more things change, the more things, they stay the same. So it's like, yo, it's time to, like, really... Uh, initiate like actual change like substantial tangible change that people can see and that actually affects the communities because these cops is out here running around with impunity like in without impunity and, and with immunity they 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 killing people and nothing's happening to them I mean yes Derek Chauvin he went to he's going to jail we don't know how long but he's going to jail but it's too many instances where, you know, these cops are just doing what they do, being reckless, acting like they're not trained. And and I seen a meme uh, on social media, and it was basically saying like, <clears throat> like cops, like black cops, they have the same training as these white officers, and you don't see them running around killing unarmed people, unarmed people. However, there's disproportionate amount of white cops, officers killing black and brown people. You know what I mean? And that's something that should be alarming to people. That should raise red flags to people. That should give you calls to pause. You should be like, wait a minute. How is this happening disproportionately in this situation? But in we don't even see it in this other situation. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I don't know. But from what we see, it's, it's it's not right. And something needs to change from it. We have these leaders that's in offices that are supposed to, you know, protect us and protect the people and, you know, provide some type of comfort to us when we're in need in these situations. However, yet we see, you know, Joe Biden going on saying that, you know, he made a comment, oh, it's just not, the problem with America is not just African-American people. And then he alludes to some other shit. But, like, listen to that. Listen to that comment. The problem with America is not just, not just African-American people. You know what I mean? And then I think Nancy Pelosi, the other day, after the George, not George, the Derek Chauvin, oh, yeah, the George Floyd trial, when Derek Chauvin was found guilty, she made a statement. George Floyd sacrificed his life, and I'm paraphrasing for the for the greater good, you know. And it's like, no, he didn't sacrifice his life. His life was taken from him. I mean, it's a big difference. And these people are out of touch, and they don't know what the fuck's going on. They don't know how to even talk to people because they haven't been in these streets. They haven't been in these communities, and they don't even know what to say in these situations. Because they don't care. That's that's really what it comes down to. They don't care. All they want is to 
be in the positions of power. They want to be the face of of the government, but they don't want to actually enact change. And they want to say, oh, we have to go through this and we have to go through the House of Representatives and we got to go through the Senate and we got to go through Congress and this, that, and the third. But we just seen the last president sign executive order, whatever the hell he wanted, you know, into law. And it's like, sometimes you just got to, like, if you really care about something, you just got to do it. Like, if you if, if these people in office now are saying, yes, we care about the black people and the brown people and African Americans in this in this country, but they're not providing no help for the black and brown people. They're not giving no resources to black people. They're not they're not doing anything to really help us get out of this situation that we've been in for hundreds of years. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of people depending on these people to to change things or you know just sitting back and marching and all this shit that doesn't do anything you march they say oh yeah you know peaceful protest blah 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 but then you see national guards out there and you see police out there and listen it's it's just a lot and i i, I just want people to really you know in your local communities and your neighborhoods and the cities you you reside make sure you vote the right people into those offices into the judges you know judges get voted into vote for the right judges vote for the uh, city councils and school boards and all these positions matter because that's where the change starts i mean the federal government doesn't give a fuck about black people they they proved it time and time again with by always siding with white supremacists and you know uh the white demographics of the south and stuff like that it's been that way since the beginning of time since you know everything was founded and after the civil war and after these you know things where you know black people were supposed to get these resources and those resources and they reneged on everything you can i promise you you can fact check this stuff Fact check all the promises that the federal government was supposed to give to black people and see how many times they started to and then they they took it back. Or they gave them one thing and then they gave these other people something else because they gave us something. You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna embrace this this Derek Chauvin guilty verdict and we're gonna pay attention to see if in eight weeks he gets sentenced to the maximum as he deserves, and we're going to pray for these families that's out here losing loved ones at the hands of police, you know? So, yeah, man, definitely prayers to everyone that's just been going through this, you know, especially the families. Even as us not family members, we're still affected by this. Like, my psyche is still affected by this. Every time I'm scrolling on social media or I'm looking on the news, and I read that another black person was killed. It 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 affects me, and you know it 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 bothers me, and it just kind of. I think James Baldwin had said that, uh, like to be black in this country, um, is to like always be 
in a rage or some shit like that. Um, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time. James Baldwin, you know, novelist. And, you know, I just, I felt that, you know. I truly feel that way because, you know, the more I learn and the more I do my research and homework on on just, you know, history of, of black people and the history of this country. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, like they really going out their way to minimize the contributions that blacks and African people made to this to this world. They're really trying to minimize, you know, um, you know, just what we can do out here in society. They're, they're trapping us in, in the ghettos and they, they're sending police in there to, to police us and we don't need policing. I mean, we need resources. We need better education. We need economic freaking, uh, like reform, you know, like we need access to, to capital. We need to be able to open up our own businesses. Um, we need better housing. We need better food in our communities. You know what I mean? We, all we have is fast food and, 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 and unhealthy food or food with, uh, GMOs in it and, and steroids and shit like that. Like that's, we, we need, we need better of these things that we don't have. You can like go to your suburban neighborhood and you won't see freaking chemtrails in the sky. You won't see pollution in, in the sky. You won't see trucks riding around. There's just with all these emissions in the air and you'll see food markets and you'll see, uh, what's the Amazon? Uh, whole foods you'll see whole foods and, and organic foods you know in their markets and then you know we have walmart and we have target and target's a better step than walmart but you know what i mean is it really better quality food at the end of the day not really just maybe slightly but it's still not good enough you know what i mean and it's just been too long where we've been getting the short end of the stick you know what i mean so I'm gonna leave it at that, man. But it's it's been a lot of stuff going on, and I hope everybody's just finding a way to stay grounded and find peace and and meditate or do your yoga and you know take care of yourself, man. Especially take care of your mental in times like this because it can get rough. And another thing I learned was that you know the month of April is a time where you know it's like Hitler's birthday. Hitler's birthday is in April, and a lot of white supremacists and you know, these white organizations will, you know, tend to do mass shootings and and uh, these murders, like these unarmed killings of black people. And, you know, just it tends to be a lot of more of that stuff happening in April. And if you remember, then we had like two mass shootings that just happened, you know, and I'm pretty sure they were both in like early April. And then we had like four black people get killed in the month of April that were unarmed and one with a knife, you know, so it's it's a lot of stuff going on and you gotta be you gotta know that you listen, you don't know these things because you're not you're not supposed to know these things. You're not conditioned to even seek these this information. So listen, like I always told tell y'all, when I know something I'm bring it to y'all because I feel like somebody gotta spread the word and somebody gotta, you know, educate 
just not just my people, but all people, because it's it's really designed for us not to not to know, not to seek, not to thrive. But we're gonna change that in due time, you know. So stay strong, kings and queens. You know, keep keep your head up. Um exercise, you know, all these things that that's gonna keep you healthy and moving forward and in a good space. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh um outside of that, man, I just wanna tell y'all like identity is so important in 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 this just in development and knowing who you are and knowing who your family is and things like that. So, you know, what what I what the identity that people's been lacking, especially for black people, and this is sometimes this this applies to other people as well. You know, just like especially adolescents growing up when they lack their identity, they don't know who they are, the type of person they are cuz they're so used to you know, listening to what other people think they are, who they think they are. Or, you know, listen to people tell them they're not good enough or, you know, you don't know this, this, that, and the third. So identity is, like, foundational to, like, really maximize your potential. Because if you know who you are and you know who your family is and you know who your relatives are and you know who your ancestors are and you know, you know, the contributions that they made to, you know, your life and other people's life and your the city that you're in, the contributions they made there. So let's just say for instance, uh Jeff. Jeff is um Jeff is in a family, right? And Jeff's mom is uh a pastor. Or not a pastor, a fucking a dentist. You know what I mean? And then Jeff's dad is uh a lawyer, you know, and then Jeff's uncle or his granddad was a military officer and his grandma was a nurse and his great grandma was, um, fucking, I mean, whatever, a teacher. I mean, just like if you know who your people are and you know that they've been in prominent roles or they've been like uh, you know, just better than just uh, a regular worker, a regular nine to five worker that's just like trying to pass on by. You know, they actually held roles in the community that that affected lives. You know, so just think that if you knew your great 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 people, like great great grandparents, great great uncles and aunts and cousins and shit like that, and I mean that would kind of give you a sense of pride. That would kind of give you some type of <clears throat> like a, fam- a family pride or just something that makes you want to just be better than, you know, just your average. I mean, so if you hide that, if you hide those things, <clears throat> excuse me, if you hide those things and you hide maybe the culture that, you know, that your family used to also belong to and how they used to have like a collectivistic culture and, you know, just how they maneuvered then you kind of lose that identity. You kind of lose that that sense of purpose and that sense of, of, of family, you know? And that's what's happening. Like, people are 
they don't know who who their great you know uncles are and they don't know the type of culture that they grew up in and how close-knit everyone used to be you know because we're programmed and this is more than just this is broader than just black people although it still applies um we're programmed to think individual individualistically i mean we're not supposed to we're not conditioned to think about you know our family We're, we're, we're conditioned to think okay we need to grow up and we need to move out and we need to get our own apartment and we need to get our own house and we need to start our own family <clears throat> when in actuality you know we we have all those things we have family at home and they may not be the best family but we have family and we and instead of going out if your mom has seven kids and all seven kids move out of her house and go get their own apartments now that's seven people spending roughly probably close to a thousand dollars in rent let's just say between like seven hundred and a thousand dollars in rent that's seven thousand dollars out of that that household that mama's household you know i mean that's going towards someone else's you know that's putting money in other people's pockets and you know not a not to damn i can't even speak and that's not even accounting for you know the groceries that each person's buying and and uh the entertainment that they're spending you know to entertain themselves and and the money they're spending on you know going out or with their friends or on clothes and all this money that's going out of the family into other people's pockets you know what i mean we're we're, we're meant we're we're taught to think that think like that and now mom is struggling on the bills and now she can't pay the mortgage because all the kids then grew up and moved out and sometimes you know kids don't even like the children the grown adults grown children they don't even have like sometimes they don't even have kids but they still not even helping mom dukes out or or pops out because you know they they thinking about themselves you know what i mean and it's like you know you gotta you gotta go back you gotta go back to the beginning where it started you know what i mean because if your mom or your dad has a house you gotta think like they they must have really worked their tails off to get in that position because it's hard for black people brown people or just you know adults that's just trying to make it in general to you know acquire homes you know it's not easy to buy a house it's not easy to get that that loan for a home uh especially when you you living in poverty or you don't make enough money or your credit score is not right. You know what I mean these banks are find any reason to to not lend you money, you know? And that's why communities are getting gentrified because there's people with credit scores 800 and or they'll they'll say that you can't live here if you don't make three times the amount of the rent here or the it's like these crazy standards that they set and that they know people that come from poverty can't they can't live up to them you know what i mean yeah they can they they can they can probably afford to live there obviously if it's just eight hundred dollars a month why do i have to make twenty four hundred dollars um to live here or when you know i can make it happen with with sixteen hundred or with seventeen hundred you know what i mean like you don't know my situation, you don't know my bills and shit like that. You don't know. Like give it, give someone a chance, you know. So 
just just I say all that to say, I mean, don't forget about your family that you have. Now, if you don't have a family, that's one thing. If you just having disagreements with your family, I mean, like you got to work these things out because life is short and you got to cherish these moments and cherish the time while you're here because we ain't going to be here forever. And if everybody's out here on their own, trying to make it on their own, uh, the family's never going to thrive. Can't build an empire. I mean, you can build an empire by yourself, but it's much easier with family and, you know, maybe close friends at least, you know, so you got to find a way to make it happen. It's not impossible. Not Nothing's impossible. Anything's achievable if you try and if you plan and you utilize your resources, so things to just keep in mind man that's all identity is important just know who you are if you don't know who you are just do some research if you're uh, a Mexican American and you know you're told that you know do things the American way or whatever whatever like yeah you kind of gotta acquiesce to the American standards however you know you don't forget where you come from don't forget your homeland don't forget you know that you should be proud to be who you are if it's mexican if it's asian if it's african if it's uh freaking whatever south american canadian whatever like be proud of who you are and being proud of who you are does not mean that you're racist towards other people it does not mean you have prejudice towards other people it just means you're you're proud you're a proud being you know you should celebrate your culture you should celebrate you know the things that you like to do and the things that your people like to do if freaking uh people that freaking live in Oklahoma like the square dance then by all means just embrace square dance and if people up in DC like the go go then let them go go and and if people in, you know, yeah, I mean, y'all get the picture. I ain't got to beat a dead horse, but yeah, man, this, this shit's important, you know. So, you know, just switch, switch gears. Let's talk about stocks a little bit. Uh, It's been a little, the month started out rough for stocks. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, all the, everything was trending downward and it was all bad. But the last couple of weeks, or at least like the last week and a half, you know, the stock's been turning around and, and things have been looking good. So, you know, Dogecoin had its run. If y'all remember way back when, maybe like episode three, four, I did an episode and I, was, I inquired if, if Dogecoin was a new Bitcoin. Um, and obviously that, that was probably a little premature because it's not Bitcoin yet. Bitcoin's worth like $60,000. And Dogecoin is only at like 30 cent, you know, but Dogecoin was at three cent. It was at five cent. You know what I mean, and now it's up to 30 cent, 38 cent, 35 cent. You know, it's hovering around there. So, you know, if, if you had your money in there early, like I did, uh, then, you know, you, you came up a little bit. You had a nice little, nice little run and, you know, you wasn't late to the party. However, you know, for those people that are still like maybe apprehensive on if these things are real or can you really make money in this stuff? Yes, you can. 
And I would say that you should try to invest still in Dogecoin because it'll make another run. Now, that run may not be for another month or so because Doge didn't have its run until probably like four months later. Like it was at three cent in January and it's April now and, you know, it had its run. But I mean, it's still probably worth to get your money in there, get some money in there, not all of it. And it'll probably make another run here shortly, but you got to be patient. You can't just, you know, put your money in there tomorrow and then think, you know, and in two days you're going to flip and make a couple hundred. Like it just may not work like that. You got to just, oh, excuse me. You got to just, you know, you got to, you got to know when to go. And sometimes these people, you got to be aware that, you know, some people, a lot of people on these internet, they do what's called a pump and dump. I mean, they'll pump up these stocks and they make people, you know, go buy in and then they'll sell all their stocks and make the profit. And then now you're left with stocks that's not going to rise no more. Like it's not going to go up no more. So you just got to be mindful. You got to do your homework. Try to see what's the next wave is. Um, Try to pay attention to what's going on in society because that's going to really tell you where to put your money. You can always put your money in safe places like Apple and McDonald's and Walmart and maybe even Amazon still. Um, and I, listen, I'm not a I'm not a a stock expert. I don't claim to be, but you know, I just try to pay attention to what's going on because that's going to tell me what things are going to go up, what things are going to go down. Um, so like for instance. Like I said, the movie theaters is about to open up here shortly if they didn't already. Like, I think some did open up in certain parts of the country, but I know this Mortal Kombat movie that comes out today on HBO Max, it also comes out in theaters. And this is probably a good time where if you had some AMC stock, like I do, then you know that it's probably going to make a run. And if it makes said run, then, yeah, I mean, we up. We up. And then, obviously, uh, after these events, like when big movies come out, and if they do or in theaters, then, you know, it's possible that, you know, AMC stock may go from $10 to $18, you know, in a day or two. And then it might just go back down to $9. But when it goes up like that, that's when you got to, you know, make your profit, get your profit, because... Now, especially with AMC, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to keep that money in there and then think it's gonna just keep going up. Like AMC's not doing that no more. It's gonna probably make runs here and there, but it's not gonna be up there in the fifty dollars and the sixty dollars or the hundred dollars no more. Same with GameStop. Like that's a little more tricky because there's people that like are trying to just keep GameStop afloat, like, you know, but there's also people that's just running with the dumps and running with the pumping dumps. So when it goes up, you know, they they taking all their money out and then it drops again. So these things are tricky and you got to pay attention to them. But just pay attention to the market, pay attention to society and what people are doing outside. And that'll kind of guide you a little bit. And it's not going to take you, it's not going to always be definitive answers. You're not going to always be right. I lost money. You know what I mean? It's just a part of the game. Sometimes you got to take, $10 losses and just keep
keep it pushing, put that money somewhere else. Sometimes you take a $30 loss or a $50 loss. You got to try to minimize the losses and maximize the gains, you know? So just be mindful where you put your money. Do your homework. Um, don't take all your advice from me because, like I said, I'm not a stock expert. But, you know, just just uh, you should definitely be investing, though. If you're not investing at this point and you can invest, yo, invest. Even if you only invest $25 a week or when you get you get paid every two weeks, if you can only invest $50 every paycheck, you know, do it because you can put $50 towards, let's, like I said, AMC stock is $10, about $10 a share, $9 a share. That's five shares of AMC. I mean, um, or you can go to the penny stocks and you can get some cheap stocks uh, and they have them. You just got to do your homework on which ones that, you know, because you got to remember, like, the penny stocks. When you buy those, you want to buy like at least a hundred shares of those. So if you see a stock that's worth like eighty-eight cent, you know what I mean, and you think it might go up to two dollars, or it might go up to a dollar fifty in two weeks or whatever, buy a hundred shares at eighty-eight cent. When that shit go up to a dollar fifty, you gonna make your bread. You cash out. You know what I mean? Because let's 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 just do some quick math here. If you got a hundred shares, right? At eighty-eight cent, then you are gonna make eighty-eight dollars on that, on that, uh, on that, uh, on those, on those, on that stock. So I mean, you'll be sitting at, like I said, eighty-eight dollars. And then if you still got them hundred shares, and they worth eighty-eight cent, but then that's the stock goes up to one fifty. Now, now you up. I mean, a hundred fifty, like you up that difference. You know what I mean, so. It's, it's, you gotta just, you gotta know what stocks to invest in. You gotta know how to invest. You can't just like go try to buy, like, don't buy like half or in, in thirds of a share of a stock. You know what I mean, cause you're not gonna really make your, your money. Own the whole share of a stock. You gotta buy stocks in whole shares. That's how you really get the money. You know what I mean, buy it in hundreds. If you can get hundreds of a stock, do it that way. Um, but more importantly, just do your homework. And, you know, maybe it's good to get half a share in this for whatever reason. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the stock expert, but maybe there's a good reason to do it, you know. But either way, try to invest and get some money working for you. Because even if you if your portfolio gains, if it goes up 10 percent, then I mean, if you got. 1200 in, in in your portfolio and it goes up 10% then you just made an extra $120. I mean, so even if it small percentages can can be big percentages. 1% of a billion is a million. So, you know, the more the more it is, even that percent can still get you a far away. And I'm trying to reach that 1% of a billion, you know, for now until I can get 2% of a billion, 3% of a billion, 10% of a billion. I mean, one percent of a of a million. You know what I mean, so you got to start somewhere, and it it, it doesn't really matter. You got to do what you got to do. But anyway, let's switch gears from there, yo. So, yo, one of the favorite things I I caught recently um, was the Drink Champs with Cam on it. Uh, 
anybody that knows me knows I was like a big Dipset fan back when Dipset was out when they had they run. I used to, you know, I just I love Dipset. You know the 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 swag that they had, the music that they put out, everything was just so cool and 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 fly about them. So it was good to listen to Cam on Drink Champs. Drink Champs is by by Nori, for those that don't know. But he interviews people, and it was a real good interview. You know, he Cam surprisingly Cam didn't drink. He didn't smoke on there. He probably didn't want to say anything crazy, but it was good to just get some insight on on you know some of the things that he faced when he was coming up. You know, as a as a rapper and an artist, and a, you know, a ghostwriter and stuff. He spoke on some stories about. Uh, you know, the time I guess old boy was popping and then Jay Z uh before that though, I guess Cam had did a verse for PD Crack from State Property, uh, and then Jay Z told he made them delete the Cam verse off the off the PD Crack song. So and then Hove did the the old boy he did like a remix to it. He put a verse on it after old boy was popping and I guess Cam had passed by him in the studio. And then, you know, Hove was like, yo, you know, I, I, I put a verse on there for you. you know I mean, go check that out. And then Cam, he was like, I guess he was just like, kind of was like, all right, whatever. Went in the studio, told the engineer or the producer, whoever it was, yo, delete that verse, yo, and delete the whole Jay-Z verse from the song, yo. And that's just, it's so super petty. And I only hope to be that petty for real. But I just thought that was funny. And there's, there's like... There's, you got to catch that interview because he, he tells some good stories on there, gets some good insight on there. And then I think Nori even teased about Drake being on Drink Champs. So, you know, that's going to – I think they did like a photo op for real. So that's going to be crazy if 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 and when that drops. The Drake Drink Champs is going to go crazy. I know Joe Joe Budden mad because I know he went wanting that, uh, that Drake interview for a minute. And he'll probably get it at some point, but – it's looking like Nori got the Drink Champs Drake interview, and that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. It's probably gonna be in Drake's house, you know, his fucking mansion and shit like that. But that was something good that I saw uh, recently. Another thing that I saw was I don't know if I spoke about this last time, but it was a show on HBO Max called Exterminate All the Brutes, and basically it's about a about a man who's like he's doing research on, you know. Uh, it's like the extermination of like the history of of like his culture and his family and stuff like that. Uh, it's really good. I'm a couple episodes in. I didn't finish the series yet. The series is only four episodes, so I only got two more. But it's really good. It's 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 insightful, and it kind of just kind of goes back on to what I said a little bit ago about just knowing your identity, knowing where you come from, knowing that it's like a a conscious effort by people in higher positions to keep certain people from knowing their history and where they came from and things like that. So it's a really good show to uh on that on that type of topic. I'm gonna finish the the show Into the Storm on HBO Max Listen, I like HBO Max, man. They they have a lot of good docs on there, a lot of good shows on there. Um, but I watched the show Into the Storm, and it was basically about the Q the QAnons. I don't know if y'all heard of that little movement, the Q movement, QAnon. Um, 
but it was good. And it talked about how, you know, where QAnon started, like, back in, like, 2016. And it's about, like, a guy that was on, like, these little dark websites. And, you know, they was promoting conspiracy theories and Pizzagate and Clintons and pedophilia, all that all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, like, recently, the Trump campaign, they, you know, used that to gain followers and gain momentum for the election and all that stuff. So it really kind of just dives into the whole QAnon uh, movement and who's behind it and how it started, who created it, who's Q. Because it's about a guy who's Q and he's the one that posts these these conspiracy uh these I don't, I don't want to call them conspiracy theories but he he posts these theories to like a a board or like a some type of web board web page and then people like you know they take it and they interpret it how they want to interpret it and but it was really good it, it's very insightful at the end i think this was like six episodes so it's not really that long um but I guess he's his mission is to try to find out who Q is. And I won't say he didn't find out who Q is, but I can't say that he did find out who Q is. You really just got to watch it if if you're just into, like, how these people, how that, if you're into that movement or you're just curious about the movement, then definitely watch that because the guy did a great job on just, like, because he really, like, tracked it from, like, 2016 2017 all the way up to 2021 like up until this year up until that that capital siege like he he did a great great doc it's 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 really good so that's another thing that i I saw recently that i thought was pretty cool and anybody that's into that type of stuff check it out man on hbo max it's good stuff exterminate all the brutes and into the storm those two things hbo max plus mortal kombat comes on HBO Max today, so definitely check that out too, because I'm gonna be checking that out. Um, I finished Snowfall. I finally finished season four. Like I like I said, I've been on vacation, back and back to back. You know what I mean, like it's, I like to be on vacation. I like to just be out in the world. Um, but I finally finished it, and I guess it's it's probably not too. At this point, everybody probably seen it. So, <clears throat> listen, yeah, it might be a spoiler alert, so if, if you didn't see it, you might have to fast forward this a little bit, but it's crazy, yo, because, alright, so, I don't even know where to start, man, but it, shit got exposed, people started getting exposed, uh, the CIA agent Reed, Teddy McDonald, uh, Reed Thompson, aka Reed Thompson, you know, the journalist, the, the reporter, she tried to expose him and she was going to put out his whole name she already put out his his uh, alias reed thompson but she was threatening to put out his name uh franklin's dad was about to expose everything and yo, it was all about to just go downhill louis got shot it was, it was so much so much happening but so where it ended you gotta watch it if if you didn't if you didn't. But where it ended, where the fucking season four ended, was, um, so Franklin's dad and Franklin's mom decides to go to Cuba to avoid 
any further damage to, you know, Reed Thompson and Franklin's, you know, business dealings that they have. Because Reed got fired from the CIA, essentially. And Franklin was out of the plug. Man boy and, and one dude. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But man boy and, and his, uh, his sister and then his sister's boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, they all died. Yeah, I mean, trying to trying to go after Leon and Franklin. And then, like I said, Franklin's mom and dad, they went to Cuba to try to avoid everything. But then, what's his name? Reed showed up in Cuba looking for Franklin's dad because Franklin's dad was on a rampage to take him down. So he showed up with a gun in hand. Yeah, I mean, but then... We don't know if he killed them. Like, we don't know if Reed killed Franklin's dad or not. But Franklin didn't even know that Reed went to Cuba after his pops. And then, listen, man, <clears throat> Snowfall's lit. And that's been one of my favorite shows since I, since I watched it. And I was bullshitting on, it was crazy as I bullshitted when it, when it was, like, still in season three. And I started to, I watched the first episode and I was like, eh, I don't really like this. But I'm so happy I just continued to watch it because it's definitely one of the best shows that I've, I've seen in life. It's, and I've seen people saying it's better than The Wire. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to tell you it's better than The Wire because it's not. But it's definitely just, it's probably up there competing with Power for sure. You know, Power had a good little run, but then they got a little weird towards the end. So, you know, it's probably up there with them. Although the first couple seasons of Power. Now them shits was crazy, so it's a good show though. Nonetheless, it's definitely worth the watch. I finished it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um Yeah, and I really liked it. Another show that I was watching, uh this one's on Netflix. By the way, Snowfall's on Hulu, if 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 you were wondering. But I watched this show on show on Netflix called Um This is a Robbery about the biggest art heist in world history and it's crazy because like i think i did talk about this on the last episode but yeah so you know i'm I'm in school and i'm in college still and i'm in this art class so i'm just you know learning about art and whatnot and then in in the the this is a robbery show series you know they stole like paintings of that's worth half a billion dollars you know what i mean half a billion and they basically trying to figure out, like, if the guards was involved, if this art thief that, you know, is a local and, you know, he's known for stealing art, if he did it and or if it's an inside job. And they're basically trying to figure out, like, where is this art at? Like, because you can't really sell that art. It's, they got they still like a Rembrandt piece and they still like some old ancient Chinese stuff and other art pieces that are just worth hella money like like i said it's half a billion 500 million dollars worth of art that's stolen and it's really good because i'm into documentaries and, and weird stuff and it, it just it kind of makes me wonder like yo who stole this who stole this art and where is it at now i mean because honestly if i stole the art i wouldn't sell it i would just keep it and i would just I'm an art type of guy. I like art. So I would just keep it and in, in, in just hang it up. And then if I die or when I die, I just like try to pass it off 
I mean, just keep trying to pass it off, pass it off down the line until somebody can find a way to to sell it and make a crazy come up. You know, I mean, you're not gonna get the 500 million that it's worth because that's like you're gonna have to sell it like publicly for that much. But you could probably still make 30, 40, 50 million off that art, and psh, shit, that's that's a game changer. That's that's life changing for you and your kids and your kids' kids, you know. So, listen, whoever got that art, they somewhere just sitting on, sitting on the bank. But you know, they they can't really do nothing with it for now until they find a way. And this stuff happened, I think, in nineteen ninety, March nineteen ninety, that art heist happened in Boston, and yo. Still to this day, no one knows. No one knows what happened. Oh man, um, but I don't think there's anything else that I've seen recently that really piqued my interest or is worth talking besides the things that I mentioned already. But I'm gonna definitely watch that that Mortal Kombat, and I'll give y'all a review on that soon. Uh, but yeah, man. All right, uh. Outside of shows, I have been reading some cool books recently. And I'll just go ahead and give y'all a couple of those titles for for good old sake. Um, So I've been reading this show, not show, look at me, reading this story called The Greatest Story Never Told. And it's by Lena Cantrell, C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L. And, you know, in this story... It's a scientific uh, inquiry into the um, evidence of the fall of man from a higher civilization, civilization and antiquity. And that basically just means like in ancient times. So it's really good. And this young lady, well, she's not a young lady, but this woman she uh she she wrote this book for her uh what's it called when you go for your your doctorates for your, uh ah fuck i can't think of the name i'm blanking on it but she wrote this to get her her you know her doctor's degree and it's really good and it's factual as well and it's also in like the library of congress and the story is it's long as shit. I ain't even get through it all. Uh, it's it's mad chapter. There's 44 parts to this. And I'm only in part one. But uh, it's really good. You know, like the first part, it's called The Theogony. And it's about, you know, the early gods that were, that were here on this earth way back when. You know, way back before any of us were here before any of us knew what the fuck a TV was, you know, like way, way back. And it's kind of, I would say like, it's not an easy read, especially if you don't, like I did have to look up some things just by like, you know, I'm reading something and I don't know what this word means or I don't know who this figure is. So I would look it up just to kind of, you know, do do some more, you know, research and stuff like that. Uh, but I was I was pleasantly surprised to find out like that, these the stuff was true and you can also like 
you can Amazon search this book. It's called, like I said, it's called The Greatest Story Never Told. And it's by Lena Cantrell or Contrell. And you'll see that this book is worth like a thousand dollars. Uh and you can read the reviews on it on the Amazon and you'll see that, you know, what these people are talking about. And it it, it really it's really going in depth about, you know, from the beginning of time, those people. It's a scientific inquiry. So it's like it's it's scientifically uh driven and you know, it's not like she just made up this shit and put it in the book. It's in the Library of Congress, like I said, so it's a pretty important book. So just if y'all are into like learning about this type of stuff, um, I'll just tell you what some of the chapters are about. So like I said, the first chapter is about it's called Those Magnificent Gods and Their Flying Machines. Um, second chapter is called The One True Indra. Um then we got what chapter four, the prisoner of Eden, chapter five, the children of God, chapter six, the children of gods, chapter seven, the three worlds, chapter eight, the angel gene, chapter nine, the sun children. You know what I mean, and then what we got in part two, the world under the gods, uh, the taking of Jerusalem, adventures in the underworld. Part three, we got Exodus. The Disc of Death, Life in Egypt under Amun-Ra. Like, Amun-Ra was a god in, in ancient Egypt. And that's like, this stuff is facts. This stuff really happened. Uh, so this is all, yeah, part three. Um, Egyptian Teratology and Physiology. Uh, the Final Days. The resurrection, the Hawaiians, like it's a really it's really interesting, and I just recommend that if anybody's like into like history and things like that, then they should check out this book. And I wa I read it on Scribed S C S C R I B D. It's an app, and it has plenty of books on there that you can you pay for the subscription and you can just read all these books for free. And that's how I read the book. Uh, because I wasn't, I wanted to pay the thousand dollars for the book, but also I have other fucking responsibilities, so I can't necessarily do that. But hopefully one day, not hopefully, one day I will buy the book and I will have it so that I can pass it on to, you know, my offspring and their offspring so that people can learn like the stuff that isn't really taught in school. And there's a reason that it's not taught in school because, you know, the Pope and the Vatican out there in fucking wherever the fuck the Vatican is, they sign off on all the history books that are in the Western world. So if you ever wondered why, you know, they don't teach enough African-American history in, in your school or they don't teach about, they only teach you about European history and what the Europeans did, what well, is the reason for that? And now you know, it's the Vatican. Um, So another book I was reading was the Royal tombs of ancient Egypt. And that is by Aiden Dotson. That's also on the scribe app. And I'm reading a book by Frank Joseph, the lost treasure of King Juba, the evidence of Africans in America before Columbus, which is also true that Africans were in America before Columbus. Africans expanded the whole globe prior to any Europeans doing so. Um, 
and then I also was reading the development of race. It's a journal by uh let me get that man's name. Um it was by a a, a white author and his name is Alexander Francis Chamberlain, um, the Journal of Race Development. And I didn't read the whole journal because I only cared about one specific part in the journal, and that's called The Contribution of the Negro to Human Civilization. And this is a free free journal that you can read if you just type in the Journal of Race Development um, into Google, and it'll pop up. And you can download the PDF for free into your phone or on your computer. And like I said, I was focused on the contribution of the human, I mean, contribution of the Negro and uh, human civilization. Because, you know, I went to see with a, a European person that, and this was written in 1910, um, what they considered the African contributions to be. And it was very interesting to find out that they also agreed that, you know, the Africans uh, traversed the globe before anyone else did, even in Asia, even in fucking America, obviously in Africa, even in Europe. Africans were there before anyone else was there. I mean, and they they brought knowledge and they brought civilization to all these places. And that's why they they you can find traces of African roots in Europe, in Asia, in Mexico, in South America, in in United States of America. I mean, everywhere you can find these these traces, you can find these either uh you can either find writings, you can find like some form of hieroglyphs, you can find either the people, dark-skinned people with with African features or or melan melanated people um you you could just find these things and like I said the the, the journal of race development it I didn't finish that yet because I'm I'm reading a lot of things so I don't I don't really have the opportunity to to finish things cuz these things are long and you know after a few chapters then you know I I, I need to break and you know I, stuff is draining to read a lot uh, read and read and read it makes me tired so but that's just something that I was reading as well you know, because I like to try to educate myself and try to see what other people write about, um, you know, the history of African and African American people, um, along with what, you know, obviously African and African American people write about the history of us. So it's good to see two different perspectives and it's good to see that those perspectives still align. And it kind of just goes to show you why, you know, slaves were not allowed to read or write because white people were writing the truth in books and just think like if a slave or many slaves were able to read these books that white people were writing back then on what black people were doing prior to the fucking Europeans coming down and you know just taking over through religion basically so um yeah, man, it's a lot of history been whitewashed. A lot of history been rewritten. A lot of history is false. Um, and you really have to do your research to find this stuff out, to find the truth out. Uh, I've been, oh, 
this is a, something I've been watching, Hidden Colors. It's a, it's basically a documentary on you know the hidden truth and the hidden colors that that are kept away from you know black and brown people intentionally. And you can watch these videos for free on Vimeo. It's an app. If you search in Hidden Colors, there's like five or six parts. I watched the first one. I watched the second one. I watched the third one. And I watched the fifth one. I tried to watch the fourth one when I was on the plane, but for some reason it didn't load. So I got to go back and watch that one. But, um, yeah, I, I watched these and I learned a lot. And it really changed my, my, my mind, my perspective, and, and my outlook in this world. And anybody that's that's black or brown, I suggest that you watch these as well. And just learn a little bit about, you know, the history that you haven't been told and just get a little enlightened, you know, because the more, you know, the better you you can do for yourself and others. And I'll just leave that at that. But those are the things that I've been reading. Um, I also have some recommendations for reads. Uh, Anne Schraff, Schraff, S-C-H-R-A-F-F. Heard that she's a pretty good author, and uh, she was rec- recommended to me by a friend. And she does have a lot of books out. Um, so, you know, I don't really know what kind of stories she, she writes, but it looks like she writes many stories. Um, but that's definitely an, uh, someone I'm going to check out soon. Um, and uh, I don't think there's anything else that I've been reading as of late outside of that, but those are definitely the things that I, 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 if, if you guys are into history like I am or just want to know history, then, you know, check it out and learn a little bit and be more informed. Um, Let's see. So, whew, man, you got a lot. I'm telling you, it's a lot to talk about today. Ah, man. But anyway, listen, if y'all need a break, get a break, pause the show, come back. I'll still be here, you know, so hopefully if you're at work or you're at a desk or you're driving in the car, you know, this ain't too boring for you. But anyway, so y'all know I opened up a business recently um, and, you know, my business is doing pretty well, by the way. And I have some merch out right now. If y'all want to go ahead and grab that, I'm a oh, listen, I'm gonna have some podcast merch real, real soon, probably in like two or three weeks i'm gonna have some some hats and <clears throat> and maybe uh you know some shirts and stuff like that that y'all can grab uh but right now you can go to shop gia g-i-a-h dot org and you can you know buy some of the collections that are out now i'm gonna have a new lifestyle collection listen y'all only y'all the only ones that know this i ain't even telling nobody this yet though but i'm gonna have the lifestyle collection because you know i live the lifestyle I live is it's a, it's a lifestyle, you know, I don't just, I don't just like, you know, I've been traveling and, and going places and doing things because, you know, I've, I've been freeing my mind and I've been unlearning the things that, you know, was taught to me and, and, and seeking new truths and, and finding more valuable information to validate, you know, who I am as a person and, and my people as a culture and as a, as a, as a, as a, I guess as a nation, you know, so, you know, it's a lifestyle that, that I live and, you know, I got the lifestyle collection coming probably the second week of May, you know, so y'all the ones that hear it first, um, but shit's going to be fire. Just be on the lookout. But anyway, I said all that to say, I said all that to say, you know, 
it's a lot that goes on to, into a business, and you got to really, I told y'all, like, it's not hard to start a business. It's not hard to form an LLC. It's not hard to form a corporation or whatever you want to form. Like, you really could just fill all the paperwork out yourself because that's what I did. You know, my friend, uh, not a friend, but someone I know, you know, I, I had asked him about, you know, how to start an LLC, and he pointed me to some website of some people that, will do it for you and it'll take six months and it's, they're going to charge you $350 to do it. Listen, I did all that shit and I got all my paperwork back within a month. You know what I mean? So you don't have to, I'll reiterate this again, you don't have to pay nobody to fill out these forms that you can fill out yourself because you you know everything that you're going to fucking do. You know what you want your business to be called. You know where it's going to be located. You know what your business is about. <sighs> You you know who the owners are going to be like all this stuff is information that is in your head that you can put in there yourself so you don't have to pay nobody and then the dude I told like somebody had told like I said dude told me uh to pay some other people I did this shit myself and then I told somebody else yo you could do it yourself don't pay nobody and then the boy went and paid somebody anyway to do the shit that he could have did himself so it's like yo. I don't understand why, like, I'm not going to stop trying to help people, but listen, you don't have to pay nobody to do it. It's just frustrating because I see people just, and I know he spent like $300, $400 on that. It's, it's like, dude, like, just listen to what I'm saying. Like, have confidence in yourself. The worst thing that's going to happen is the government's going to say, this is wrong. Do it over. You know what I mean? It's better than, I mean, I don't know. I'm a different dude, so I can't speak on what's best for other people but anyway uh a lot goes into into running the business and things like that so you know i just file my taxes because for my business i have to file taxes quarterly and i just file my taxes and i was a little apprehensive to do so because i'm just like damn this is kind of important but it was really easy yo like to file your your business taxes on pennsylvania you could do that shit for free and you could do it right online. They have a website that you could just register your business and and as long as you have your EIN number and you have like your fucking tax ID number, your your account ID. You know, you can it, all this stuff is easy, man. And I'm only telling you all this because I don't want you all to go out there and spend money on shit that is really easy like you just if you know how to work in computer, you can you can file all these all these things yourself. If you're a veteran, you'll get some stuff done for free that you don't even have to pay. So, <clears throat> listen, just stay focused. If you have a vision for your for your business, just follow that vision. Create plans to to keep that that vision on par with whatever's going on. You know, you may have setbacks where you can't get all the inventory or you can't get the the uh, the product that you need right away, but that's okay. Just work with what you got. I mean, if you can only get if you if you're a fucking uh, a salesperson or if you're like a if you have a service that you provide to people, like you do nails or you do hair, and you only get a couple clients a month, and you're not you're thinking about like whatever whatever your worries and your your concerns are, it's okay. You have to start somewhere. So even if you only have <clears throat> a couple customers, um in the first, you know, month and, you know, you just feeling like, damn, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to sustain, you know, 
a business that that uh that you know that just that you could later reap the benefits from uh just don't worry because you know everything happens through time you know you're not going to fucking start off with 100 customers in your first month you know it's just not realistic cuz one people don't probably know who you are and people don't like to give you for whatever reason people don't like to give you their money they rather give you their money to the big companies that are well established which is weird to me because I'd rather give my money to someone I know than to give it to someone I don't know but I'm also a different breed so you know I I can't speak for everyone or think like everyone but like I said people people are you know apprehensive to to you know do business with you because for whatever reason they're either jealous or they think they're you're going to be in co- they're going to be in competition with you or you know they don't want to support you or whatever the reason may be but you got to just believe in yourself first and foremost even when times are rough you know you just got to keep going um because listen like it, it's i don't want to say that you have time but you i don't want to say you don't have time cuz you do have time but i don't want you to feel like you have all the time in the world because it's not true yeah i mean i feel like you know i always had to always had the mindset of like oh, i have to do shit now because i might not be able to do it later but really if later comes you'll still be able to do it like if you're good at something now you'll be good at it in 10 years as well you'll be good at it in 20 years as well as long as you stick through with it and you still going strong yeah i mean you're not going to lose any any following or any customers or any you can only grow you know as long as you continue to like do what you're supposed to do and you're not like some type of sick ass person that you go around disrespecting people or saying things that are going to turn people off like if you're trying to play the politi- politically correct game then you know you got to do that too um but yeah, i mean just identify your customers uh whatever you're like selling or whatever your service is and try to figure out uh more about them and how they like to buy things and and uh you know when they like to buy things and you know you got to advertise and promote to you know that demographic or the people that you're targeting and you know you got to do your homework and you got to do your due diligence you can't just create a product and then try to sell it without you know any backing and what I mean backing I just mean like support so if you have friends or you got cousins or you got family members you know, have them advertise your your product or your service. You know, it's free to post a fucking post on social media and just say, hey, this person has this. You know I mean? And just keep doing it. Just keep reminding people that, hey, this person sells rims. You know, this person sells rims. Every morning, this person sells rims. Hey, my, my buddy Frank sells rims. Frank sells rims. And now that the weather's getting nice and people are are you know want to drive their cars and shit like that and and let's just say someone comes comes up with some money and your post just pops up that day on their feed hey frank has rims 
And they like, damn, I could use some rims on my car. Now they might hit you up and be like, yo, you, you got you sell rims, right? So I mean you never know when that opportunity is gonna come, but you should always be prepared for it. I mean, so just stay focused to all my business people and don't quit on on your vision. Don't get nervous when things aren't, you know, moving how you thought they would move. You gotta build yourself up and and get to that point to where I mean, you have regular customers or you have people, you know, coming back for your services. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but like I said, as long as you stay true to you and, and keep doing what you need to do, then, you know, the results is going to come. Sometimes you might have to give away, you know, something for free to get two people to come back and, and buy something from you. I mean, so you got to you gotta figure it out and you got to, you got to, you know, be creative and, and, find a way to to get your message your product your service out there you know so that's enough about that ah man we on the road today listen listen i i told you i'm the lauren hill this shit like you don't know when you're gonna get a show but when you get a show it's gonna be a great show you know what i mean so we here now ah new music new music listen i as for a person that loves music so much i haven't really been listening to it any music yo i just been on vacation i've been just living the i just been living a different life than people however you know I, I i did hear some 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 good songs that i like you know if that makes sense so there's a song with sonder and, and georgia smith that song is really great and i love that song um it looks like her and chris brown just dropped a song i wonder how that is um looks like money bag yo dropped a album that's pretty cool i'll probably check that out at in the gym um corday dropped a little four pack called just until i'm gonna definitely check that out because i like corday and i think he said his album's coming out in the summer so i'll be on the lookout for that uh i know conway i think he dropped the album i didn't check that out yet either because like i said i just i've been on vacation man um but yeah, man, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, more music continues to come out. I'm going to go to the studio here shortly soon. I just got back from vacation. So, you know, I'm going to try to schedule a a, a, a a studio date and set some shit out. However, I think actually my my bandmate Val, I think Val put out a, a song called Not Another Love Song. And let me let me verify that because. Uh, I think she did. I think, I think, I think she did. Uh, mm, maybe she didn't. Not another love song. Not another love song. I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to y'all on that. But um, I had seen that she said she was going to. But yeah, I'm going to drop some more songs here shortly. Like I said, I've been working low key. I've been taking trips to get my mind right, keep my mind at 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 peace, and so I can think clearly and and focus. And I've been taking trips because that's 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 where my mind is at its best, you know. So, you know, I, I recommend y'all y'all take a vacation, especially you know it's been a long couple of years with this pandemic. We're working on year two. 
So, listen, my friend, she told me that she ain't been on vacation in, like, seven years, yo, and it's just like, damn, like, i just been on, like, four vacations in the past three months, two months, you know what I mean? So, definitely get out there and, and take a break from all the, the craziness that's going on, for sure, because it's needed, man, it's needed to just get away, facts. But I'm going to wrap this up here soon. I'm going to just go on some sports topics. And then we're going to get up out of here. Um, So, NFL, 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 anything in NFL news. I think basically they just did like some, I seen some rule changes that, that occurred. Uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too, too like... Nothing that's gonna like that you really have to worry too much about. It's still gonna be like the same game. Um, not much is gonna change as far as you know your regular football game. It's still gonna be it's still gonna look like a regular football game. Um, it's been a lot of news around the draft. Uh, which quarterbacks is going? Um, who's taking who? Who's trading up? Listen, I don't I don't really care about none of that stuff until the draft actually happens. So. When the draft comes, then, you know, I'll care more about it because all right now this is just rumors and and speculation without any actual facts. So that's that. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the Deshaun Watson situation. I haven't seen anything in the news on ESPN about it. So who knows what's going on with that? Is it still a case? Is it still a situation? I don't know. Um I seen that the for the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics that got pushed back. I think it was supposed to happen last year, but it got pushed back to this year. Uh they said that people will face punishment if they decide to protest during the Olympics. Um however, there was like a a group that <clears throat> supports the uh the Olympic athletes and that group basically said that any athletes that decide to protest and they will have full legal support um backing them and i think it just kind of goes to show you that uh how white supremacy still dominates the uh the the world here because how you can't even raise a fist did you know that like you can't raise a fist at the olympics um or you could face consequences for that a fist like if you got your your i remember seeing a uh who was it, it was one of the one of the athletes for the Olympics. I'm pretty sure I've seen them with with their fist raised, with their with their medal on around their neck. And it was this was a while ago. Um, but yeah, man, you can't even raise a fist. You can't say Black Lives Matter, which is listen, I, I don't even like the the idea of Black Lives Matter. Not not let me not say that. I don't like what it is now. I don't like what it is today because now it's like people look at it as like it's a political statement and it's not a political statement like someone's life should not be political i don't like the politics that are involved with this shit and i don't like that i feel like you know these organizations they get money and they get funding by you know black people and people can they put their all into these organizations to protect us and to save us and to look out for us but these organizations get infiltrated by people that don't have our best interests or that aren't in favor for us for real. Like the NAACP, for instance, 
which is probably a good, you know, organization, but it was funded by a white guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, what, what organization, like, is the organization really for us if it's, if it, if it's not started by us? I mean, it's just food for thought. I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, outside of that, um, a lot of NBA news been happening. A lot of injuries been happening. Um, James Harden just got set back. He just got hurt again. Um, Kevin Durant ain't come back yet. So the Nets just been balling with uh, Kyrie. And, I mean, they've been winning some games, but they also lost a couple. But, I mean, the injuries, it might hurt the Nets' chances to to get to the finals. You know, they those three only ever played seven games together. And I think they probably won like five of those games. But, I mean, you know how important chemistry is in basketball. Like, you got to really build that and you got to like, you know, play as a team. You got to be able to feel, feel what each other is doing and, you know, stuff like that. And I'm sure they played a lot together. But it's different when you're in a seven-game series, you know, so – I don't know. I don't know how that's going to fare for them when there's only like 13 games left. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I know on uh, fucking Ben Simmons on the Philly on the Sixers, he just got hurt recently. So Joel Embiid been out there balling by himself. And I mean, they won a few games, but I think they lost their last two or three. Uh, I mean, Joel Embiid been if if I had to pick, that would be my MVP for this year um, because I mean he got the Sixers in the number one seed and you know he's been playing like he's the best center in the league he's been playing like you know like he like he wants it you know so I think he deserves it unless they just completely fall off these last uh, something team games then I think he should get it because LeBron been hurt and they're, like, in the fifth seed now. Um, like I said, James Harden, I don't think anybody on the Nets deserve it because they got an all-star squad. Giannis, I mean, I think they're, like, the third seed, but I'd be damned if Giannis gets another freaking MVP. Um, Jokic, I heard some Jokic talk from some uh, analysts on, on TV. I just don't see how they can give Jokic the MVP when um, – yeah, I, I, I just don't see it because, yeah, they just lost Jamal Murray, and he's 4-0 since Jamal Murray been gone. But what about since Jamal Murray been there? Like, you can't say that that was all Jokic. I mean, so I don't see how he would get it unless they went, like, 12-0, and 12-1, like, the last few games and caught the first seed. Then it's like, all right, maybe, maybe. But, uh. Yeah, man, Kawhi Leonard, I don't see him getting it. He missed a lot of games, and he psh, he ain't been playing like no MVP. Paul George, he missed a lot of games, and I couldn't say that he's been really playing like an MVP as well. I mean, he, he's been playing well, but MVP worthy? I don't know about that. I don't know, because I think they're in the fourth seed, so or maybe they're in the, the third. I don't know, but it's not like, yeah, I just don't see it. You can't really give Paul George that credit to nah nah I don't know like I said if I had to choose I would give it to Joel Embiid um but my Knicks 
my Knicks been definitely listen, we won like six straight in the past eight out of nine. I don't know what Coach Thibodeau's been doing. I don't know what the organization's been doing, but I love it. I'm here for it. Obviously they're making it to the playoffs, so y'all just might see me on T if I think they got fans at the garden. And I never been to a Nick game yet. But this year might be the year I finally make it there and you know, inshallah hopefully I make it there. So um yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the playoffs. It'll be here in a few weeks. And we're going to see who who makes it from the play-in. Because I think, like, the seeds 6 through 10 have to play in for them last few spots. And then, like, the top five automatically make it. So it's going to be interesting to see who makes it on the East and West. Because we got the West, they got the Warriors, they got the Grizzlies, they got the uh, the Blazers in, like, fifth right now. But they lost the last couple of games with Lillard out. So they might be in six now. They got the Mavericks down there, the Spurs down there. The nah, Suns is higher up. So, yeah, we got those teams, and it's going to be interesting to see who makes it and who don't. And then the East, I think we got, like, the Wizards down there, the Bulls down there. Uh, I don't think the Celtics is down there. Uh, the Hornets, I think, is down there. Um, The Heat's down there in, like, the bottom of the standings. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, like I said, the who makes the play in? Because I think the play in is only one game for real. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, let me run through my list and see if there's anything else I forgot. Um, I'll save that for next time. And I'll save that for next time. So. Yeah, man. Um, listen. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening and checking me out. You know, I really appreciate y'all. And <laughs> um, yeah, man. I just I really appreciate y'all for checking me out and sticking with me. Listen, we're gonna do better than we've been doing. And you know, I'm gonna take this podcast to the next level. Uh, through y'all and through y'all support and we gonna grow and we gonna become something that we ain't even ever think we gonna become soon we gonna I'm gonna have some callers that y'all can call in and and you know have visions for the pod so you know I'm still working on you know just the equipment and and figuring everything out because like I said I have this stuff and I've just been on vacation so I haven't had much time to sit with it and try to figure it out and I'm going to be busy this weekend doing some other things. So, you know, it, it's all good because we only we only 13 episodes in. Um, and before you know it, you know, we're going to be at 40. We're going to be at 60. We're going to be at 100 episodes. And things is going to be much different than they are now. Um, I trust the process. And I know I'll, that, you know, I'll do my my absolute best to take this where it needs to be. I hope everybody, you know just stays focused on on building themselves and and becoming better people um educating themselves from you know to just to know more so you can do more and you can be more than who you are now 
exercise is the key to health and, and long life. Um, and I don't say that like jokingly, like exercise truly is like the key. Um, so, you know, the things that you do now at this age, whether you're in early adulthood, whether you're in like middle adulthood, um, it's going to have an effect on later adulthood and if you're healthy or not, if you can move or not, if you're happy or not, uh, if you're satisfied with life or not, um, if you have problems with like smoking too much or drinking too much, you got to nip those things in the butt now because like I said, if, if you can, if you can manage, uh, your alcohol intake, your, your smoking intake, the amount of you exercise, the food that you consume, if you can manage all those things, then, you know, you'll set yourself up for a long, uh, happy, healthy life. Um, don't feel like you have to do everything now because you don't, uh, you know, I think fucking Tyler Perry, he was broke up until he was like 40 or something like that. Oprah was broke up until she was late in age. Uh, Einstein didn't figure that whole light bulb shit out until he was like 50. Um, even though, you know, people in ancient times had light way before Einstein, but, you know, they give the credit to these white people. Uh, um, and, you know, Steve Jobs, he was much older when he figured out whatever the fuck he figured out. I mean, so as long as you maintain your skills and you keep uh, feeding yourself knowledge and information, you know, as you grow old and as you age, you're not going to lose a step. You're not going to lose a beat. Um, and as long as you exercise, work out uh, at least, you know, like 30 minutes a day with aerobic exercise, running, swimming, jogging, biking, 30 minutes strength exercise, um, you know, build up your smart cells and your muscles and and everything will be fine, you know. So, listen, take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. Eat the right foods. Um, take care of your, your, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Uh, read. Try not to watch so much TV. Read a book. Do some yoga, some meditating. Focus on your breathing and your energy. And, yeah, man, I mean, anything's possible, man. You know, uh, like I said, again, thank you all for tuning in. This has been a pleasure. It's your boy Omar, and I'm out. Till next time. Love.